The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Cause Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to causelight.com slash SGP. That's causelight.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free or paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. listening to the Champions League show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, where we will also be covering the first legs of the Europa League semi-finals. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC at BetMUFC, where we will be looking at the appointment of Eric Ten Hag, who he will play, who he might keep, who he might get rid of, and previewing the upcoming game against Chelsea on Thursday. Also follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. It is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That is my premium betting service, which is on the verge of delivering 107 months in a row of transparent trap profit. That means we are just over four weeks away from being able to say we have delivered a profit every single month for the last nine years. Nine years undefeated every single month if we can get the profit next month, which will be month number 108. If you want to sign up for month number 108, head over to lockbetting.com and sign up on May the 1st. It's now better to wait until May the 1st. I have been pushing the service throughout this month, even halfway up to the month. I said it was still worth signing up because we had so much sports still to cover. At this point, I would now wait until May the 1st because Patreon is weird for billing because as soon as you sign up, you are charged for the month. So if you sign up now in late April, you will be charged for the month of April and you'll be charged again on May the 1st. So now there's so little of the month left. I do think it's worth waiting until May the 1st to 
pay for your Patreon ship and get on board for number month number 108. Why do I use Patreon though? Even though it has this weird billing cycle, it's because it allows me to be totally transparent. Unlike gambling Twitter, I have that full transparency there. All of my spreadsheets are available to look at and you can see the members' comments underneath verifying them. I have nine years worth of profit, or at least I will have if I can navigate the next month and the easiest way for you guys to check out these spreadsheets is you can either go to lockbetting.com and find them by searching PL, or you can go to the pinned tweet at the lockbetting.com Twitter account, as I mentioned earlier, which is at lockbetting.com. That's at lockbetting.com. The pinned tweet will be last month's PL, the month of March. But if you go down to the bottom, you'll see little tags. They say things like soccer, tennis, NBA, etc. Click the one that says PL, and that will give you access to all of the other previous PLs. Don't just look at how much profit we've made. Look at the members' comments verifying everything and look at the actual bets that we do. Look at the stakes. You'll see everything is very, very sensible and almost accessible to everyone. And look at the type of bets we do. Make sure that your book has NBA props and has the soccer bets that we do. It's not essential to have everything. For example, a lot of people struggle with WWE, but try and get most of the stuff. If you can get most of the stuff, I guarantee you, you will make a profit, a profit that we have delivered so far far for 107 months in a row over at lockbetting.com. So moving on with this edition of the Champions League show, which will also feature Europa League coverage, we begin by looking at the current Champions League outright markets. And looking at these markets, it looks very much like the books are expecting an all-English Champions League final. That doesn't really come as a surprise to anybody. Ever since PSG, who were the initial favourites at the start of the season, began to look a little bit lacklustre. Manchester City were instantly installed as the favourites to win it. Liverpool started the season as third favourites, fourth favourites in some places. It was touch and go between themselves and Bayern. But with Bayern's form in 2022, Liverpool have been ahead of them throughout 2022. And they are now the slight favourites to win it. Liverpool are the 6-5 to five favourites by way of their easier knockout tie in the semi-final, or at least perceived easier tie. Whereas Manchester City are the 5-4 to four second favourites. Then you have Real Madrid at 6-1 to one, with Villarreal, the Europa League winners from last season, all the way out at 18-1. to one. So potentially we could have an all-English final, but we could also have an all-Spanish final as well if both Villarreal and Real Madrid pull off these major upsets. Looking at the odds of those finals, the Liverpool-Manchester City final is the clear favourite of 4-6 to six minus 150, with Liverpool versus Real Madrid out at 5-2. to two. Then you have the finals featuring Villarreal, and they are way out there with Manchester City-Villarreal at 7-1, to one, and the all-Spanish final between Real Madrid and Villarreal priced up at a whopping 16-1. to one. That may be worth a tenner if you believe in miracles. Looking at the ties overall, Manchester City versus Real Madrid first. Manchester City are the clear two to five favourites here to qualify from this tie with Real Madrid priced up at two to one. As for the other tie, you have Liverpool as the one to six minus 600 favourites to qualify with Villarreal here priced up at nine to two. Moving on to these individual games, the first legs will begin with Manchester City at home to Real Madrid, 
where Manchester City are the one to two favourites on the money line. Real Madrid are the six to one underdogs and it's seven to two here on the draw. I think Real Madrid are very, very lucky to be in this situation, but I do feel the luck will come to an end here against Manchester City, as I think Manchester City will face Liverpool in that all-English final. Manchester City are a team who have cruised through here in the Champions League without any trouble. They won a group featuring Paris Saint-Germain, and since then, they eliminated Atletico Madrid in the last round and absolutely destroyed Sporting Lisbon prior to that. So their route has been comfortable, despite the fact they only came through the the last tie 1-0 on aggregate. They absolutely dominated the first leg and didn't really seem in any real danger against Atletico. Yes, Atletico had a late burst and they had to deal with a lot of aggression and whatnot, but they were never really in any danger. And you always felt like if Atletico had gone ahead and had scored the first goal in that game, Manchester City had a couple of more gears to go up in attack and would have probably put the uh, afterburners on and gone through anyway. But City are here comfortably. The same cannot be said for Real Madrid. I'm actually recording this in a hotel where Real Madrid are staying. So Real Madrid are staying just a a few rooms away from me. They just checked into the hotel 45 minutes ago. Their route here has not been comfortable at all. And it has been very, very lucky. I think the Real Madrid luck box comes to an end here. But they were absolutely dominated for three quarters of the tie against Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain were way, way better in Paris. They deserve to be more than one goal up going into the second leg. And then they dominated Real Madrid for the first 45 minutes at the Bernabeu. But then came a mistake at the back by Donnarumma and suddenly Real Madrid were back in the tie and they massively capitalised on that situation as PSG capitulated and allowed not only Real Madrid to get back into the game but force extra time. But seconds after that, they allowed them to actually score the third goal, the winning goal, a hat-trick from Karim Benzema that saw Real Madrid go through to the quarterfinal. Then they got another hat-trick from Karen Benzema at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea didn't turn up for the first half. And just as they were getting back into the game, a horrendous mistake by their goalkeeper, Mendy, allowed Benzema to get a hat-trick and essentially should have ended the tie. However, it did not. Chelsea came to the Bernabeu and absolutely outplayed this Real Madrid team for 80 minutes. Real Madrid managed to carve their way back into the game through a moment of magic by Luka Modric and then ended up going through by, yes, Karim Benzema once again in extra time. I think Karim Benzema's contributions in the last three Champions League matches combined with the fact that he has almost single-handedly carried this team to another La Liga title, puts him in very, very good stead to win the Ballon d'Or. I don't think there's anybody more deserving. Last year, though, Lionel Messi got it ahead of Robert Lewandowski. Not a lot of people agreed with that. So anything could happen when it comes to Ballon d'Or voting. But I think for me, Karen Benzema should be the winner. However, I don't think Karen Benzema is going to be enough here to carry Real Madrid past Manchester City. Real Madrid have relied on collapses from both Chelsea and Paris Saint-Germain to get here. This Manchester City team could collapse, especially when you're looking at the second leg being at the Bernabeu. So in order to avoid that collapse and in order to alleviate any unwanted pressure going into that second leg, 
I feel that Manchester City not only have to win this game, but I feel that they have to go there with a two-goal lead. And that is going to be my selection here for this game. I'm going to take Manchester City minus one at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. This selection, of course, wins if Manchester City win by two goals or more. You guys should know this by now. And pushes if they win by a single goal. You only lose this selection if Real Madrid actually gets something out of this game. So if they go back to the Bernabeu with a shocking win or even a shocking draw, I would be surprised if Real Madrid gets something here to take back to the Bernabeu. For me, I think Manchester City will be looking to put their foot down here early on and exert a commanding lead, which will make it difficult for Real Madrid to come back from. They did make that comeback against Paris Saint-Germain, but that was only by a single goal. Manchester City were red hot at the weekend, putting five past Watford. And whilst Real Madrid obviously aren't Watford, they did show how easily they could score three, four or five goals and how fluid they can be as an attacking force. City are unbeaten in their last 11 home games in the Champions League and they've won 10 of those games while their one draw came against a Sporting Lisbon team where they'd already won the first leg 5-0 and were just looking to get through the 90 minutes without any kind of major injury crisis. So I don't really hold too much weight into that draw. What I like here is Manchester City to beat another big side. They've beaten Paris Saint-Germain at home this season. They've beaten Atletico Madrid at home this season and I think they'll also beat Real Madrid. Manchester City are unbeaten in the last 12 at home, winning eight of those. City have scored 10 goals across their last three games. And City have four wins and one draw after five home games in this competition so far this season. And we already outlined that one draw was against Sporting Lisbon. They may actually be a flood of goals here. I don't usually like to take overs when you're looking at first legs in the Champions League. However, with the away goal rule abolished, we may see a more wide open game. The data certainly would back that up in terms of Real Madrid, who have seen over two and a half goals cash in nine of their last 10 games, while Manchester City have beaten Real Madrid in three straight games and have won with both teams scoring in each of their last two meetings with Real Madrid. So, Over the years, Manchester City have owned this Real Madrid team. It has been an incredible run for Real Madrid. This was seen as somewhat of a transitional season for Real Madrid, whilst they were still expected to win the La Liga title from Atletico Madrid because you can't have a full transitional season ever at Real Madrid where expectations are lower to that extent. They weren't really expected to do much in the Champions League. They're trying to gel together these older players with these younger players with a view to get the older players out in the next three to five years. So the future is obviously not Modric, Cruz and Benzema. The future is to bring in the new young players that will replace the players I just mentioned, led by the likes of Kylian Mbappe and obviously the development, the continued development of the likes of Vincent Jr. and Militao will be at the forefront of the future of what Real Madrid are to become in the next four or five years. So they're really not supposed to be competing at this at this level in the Champions League with a serious view to winning it for another couple of years. But they're already here, which is a big testament to the fact that these players, despite the fact that Modric and Cruz and Benzema are entering the twilight of their career, they are still performing like they're at their peak and they have guided this team through to a semi-final and they have navigated their way past the likes of Chelsea and Paris Saint-Germain, both times as an underdog. And here we are against Manchester City. But 
here is where I think the journey ends. And my selection for this first leg is going to be Manchester City minus one on the Asian handicap line. Up next, we move on to the Liverpool game. Liverpool are at home to Villarreal, where Liverpool on the money line are the one to four favourites. So a much stronger favourite than Manchester City. We have Villarreal here as a significant 11 to 1 underdog with the draw here available at 19 to 4. I think Liverpool will probably get the job done here in the first leg. I expect Villarreal to implement the same tactics that they did against Bayern Munich, which is sit in and make it difficult for Liverpool to play. We saw Everton have very, very good success with that yesterday till Liverpool did break through through Andy Robertson. So there is a way to play against Liverpool. It's just a case of making sure that a moment of magic doesn't undo you too early on and uh, destroy the tactics that you come into the game with. So I think Villarreal will implement that, but inevitably much like they did against Everton, I do think that Liverpool will get the breakthrough and that will put them in a position to qualify here for the Champions League final. I'm going to take Liverpool to win and I'm going to tack on under four and a half goals here because I don't think we're going to see that early goal from Liverpool. I think this Villarreal team proved how well organised they were. They kept a clean sheet away to Juventus and they contained Bayern Munich for long periods in that first leg and even managed to go and score the winning goal, the away goal that put them through on the counter. They also kept a clean sheet at home to Bayern as well. So this Villarreal team are very well organised by Unai Emery and on their day, they're very, very difficult to break down as Manchester United found out last season in the Europa League final. I think it will take some time, but inevitably, I do think Liverpool will get the breakthrough, but I don't think this game's getting anywhere near four and a half goals. So five goals would lose this bet for you. I think it's safe to tack that on. And I think we're getting good value here with Liverpool on the money line with the under four and a half goals tacked on at the price of four to six minus 150 here for this game. So that concludes your Champions League portion of the show. To finish up, we are going to touch on the Europa League as well before we close out with another lock. The Europa League is down to the semi-final stage as well. We have four teams remaining, that means. So let's break down the outright markets. Leipzig are the favourites to win this season's Europa League at 6-5 to five, with West Ham available at 2-1. to one. Eitrich Frankfurt are then third at 5-1 to one, with Rangers, the outsiders, at 7-1. to one. So we have the possibility here of an all-English final or an all-British final. So it won't be an all-English final, but we can have a big all-British final between Rangers and West Ham. The most likely final, according to the bookies, is Leipzig versus West Ham, which is priced up at 10-11. to 11. Whereas the all-German final is second with Frankfurt versus Leipzig priced up at 11-4. to four. West Ham versus Rangers in the all-English final is at 4-1. to one, While Eitrich Frankfurt versus Rangers, the rank outsider final, is at 8-1. to one. For me, I strongly lean towards the all-German final here between Frankfurt and Leipzig. West Ham did very well to hold Chelsea for... 89 minutes. Well, it was actually 90 minutes, but they gave away the penalty late on just a couple of minutes before that as well. And that really should have been a goal. But Jorginho took what is what's possibly the worst penalty I've ever seen from a professional footballer. 
And uh, and West Ham should have been a goal down there. But in the end, it was Christian Pulisic who scored the goal in the 91st minute. But still, they held on very well with just one recognised centre-back. I don't think they're going to be able to do that here over two legs against Leipzig. While they are expected to get somebody back in that time... I just feel this may be a bridge too far. Their results have waned as we reach the latter part of the season. And I took Frankfurt have seemingly been thinking about nothing but the Europa League. They took 30,000 supporters over to the new Camp. Now, that's not going to happen at the London Stadium. It's going to be all West Ham fans. But the second leg in Germany, I just think it's a bridge too far. It wasn't last time out where they destroyed Leon away. But this is a Frankfurt team to have the confidence of already destroying Barcelona at the new Camp. Yes, it was 3-2 in the end. But don't let that disguise the fact that Eitrich Frankfurt should have been well up. They should have been four, five, six up. That they were the dominant team. That wasn't a fluke victory. They absolutely outplayed Barcelona at the new Camp. And Barcelona just got back in it late on with two late goals, two late consolations. But they were nothing more than that. Eitrich Frankfurt were dominant. And I just feel that it will be a bridge too far for them here. And I think it's a bridge way too far for Rangers. I think Leipzig could take care of business here in the first leg. Leipzig are the one to three favourites on the money line in the first leg. And it's 15 to four on the draw with Rangers being the seven to one underdogs. The qualification odds see Leipzig as the clear one to five favourites with Rangers here at 10 to three. Now, Rangers have gone away to Borussia Dortmund and won, but Dortmund were without Haaland. And I do feel there was a high level of complacency there. That's not going to come from this Leipzig team. I think their complacency crept in against Union Berlin at the weekend. And that was actually a big play for my lockbetting.com clients where we faded Leipzig in that look-ahead spot. And it was a good result for Union Berlin, getting revenge for the cup semi-final loss in midweek prior to that. But look at this Leipzig team. Look how they've been revitalised since Jesse Marsh left. Look how they're doing this all with young players. Look how they're in a Champions League position. Look how they're in the DFB Pokal final. They look like they're going to win their first trophy. To add to that, they could potentially be in the Europa League final as well. This could be a monster season with a cup with the Europa League and Champions League qualification via their league position. I think this is the team that will win the Europa League. I just don't see anybody here being able to compete with Leipzig. West Ham could on their day, but as I said, this team looked very, very tired. And I think inevitably that lack of investment in January where you should have bought in some quality. You should have realised that you were competing for the top four. You genuinely could have got a Champions League position via your league position if you had invested. You were still competing for the Europa League. You weren't going to be able to go for the Europa League and the and the Champions League spot and remain in the FA Cup with the current squad that you had without stretching it. And I feel that their undoing will come in this semi-final. They would be more of a threat, in my opinion, than than Eichuk Frankfurt. But I do think Eichuk Frankfurt are going to be there. And I'm confident RB Leipzig are going to be there and win the competition. I think they put themselves in a strong position after this game against Glasgow Rangers. And I'm going to take... RB Leipzig minus one on the Asian handicap line. This is the same selection that we took for the Manchester City game. Obviously, you're laying a little bit more juice on it this time because Manchester City were one to two, whereas RB Leipzig are one to three. So the juice means that you're laying four to six minus 150. But I'm still confident that RB Leipzig definitely win this game. You can take it up to minus one and a half and get yourselves plus money at plus 126 to five. I would not dissuade you from doing that because I do think we're going to get a big performance here from RB Leipzig. It's a, it's a leg too far for Rangers and they won't be able to cope with them here in this one. As for the West Ham game, 
Looking at the the prices here for this one, West Ham are the ten to eleven favourites. It's twelve to five on the draw, and it's twenty nine to ten here on Eitrick Frankfurt. I'm simply going to oppose West Ham on the money line. You can lay West Ham on the Betfair exchange. That's one way to bet it. You'll probably get a better price in other books. You'll take Eitrick Frankfurt plus zero point five or Eitrick Frankfurt on the double chance market to avoid a defeat here against West Ham. I think avoiding a defeat will put them in a good position going back to their own backyard, and West Ham will still fancy it if this game is a draw which I think it will be I can see this being a a, a one-all draw or 2-2 draw something along those lines and West Ham will still fancy it after they did what they did against Leon. but this is an Eitrick Frankfurt team as I said whose supporters carried them over the line against Barcelona they have incredible home support and I just don't think going to Frankfurt for the second leg is going to be the same as going to Leon. I think West Ham would have benefited from having their second leg at the London Stadium much like it benefited them when they knocked out severe in extra time but unfortunately for them I think their journey ends and I think we see an all English final in the Champions League and an all German final in the Europa League which is a really really good price at 11 to 4 for the German final it's not so great for the all English final but I think that is a solid play I cannot make any kind of case for either Villarreal or Real Madrid Real Madrid I can make more of a case for because if they are in any kind of position to make a game of it in the second leg. The Bernabeu is an incredible place and it carried him over the line against PSG. And we also saw that Manchester City were a little bit rattled by the antics of Atletico Madrid and going to the Wanda. And uh, they also have a history of squandering it in the Champions League as Pep Guardiola's teams have, have done for a number of years. He is rated as a top level manager, but he overthinks all of the time. And if there is one Achilles heel... It's, it's strange because I think it would be Pep Guardiola overthinking. He's the man who's obviously responsible for putting Manchester City in this great position that they're in and, and changing the fortunes of this club because I think Manchester United have proven as a club you can't just throw money at it. So, so to say that you know, it's because they've spent this and they've spent that. Yes, that's true. And they spent massively more than Liverpool. But I think that's just a, a testament to, to Jurgen Klopp and how well he's done. Realistically, you can't do that well in modern day football without the amount of money that Manchester City spent. But Liverpool have managed to do it. So that's a credit to Jurgen Klopp. But Pep Guardiola has done it the, the normal way. And he spent the money well. Unlike Manchester United, this team has invested well. And Manchester City are arguably the best team in the world right now. But they need to show it with the Champions League. However, the irony is the man who's responsible for bringing all this success to Manchester City could also be the reason why they don't win the big one and always at the final hurdle. So just play your game. Don't do anything too clever. Don't do anything too stupid. Don't do anything too out of the box. You've got better players than everybody left in this tournament. You have more squad depth and you can beat anybody on your day. So just play the way you play and you'll get through. And if there's no silliness, we will be seeing an all-English final Final if these two teams play to their potential. That's why this has to be the lock on the show. So I'm going to go for a futures lock here. I'm going to go for the all English final as your lock on the show. Manchester City versus Liverpool in the Champions League final. So it's going to be labelled under name the finalists under most books. And uh, the name the finalist selection is going to be on the all English final. I would also have a small sprinkle on the all German final as well. 
because I do think RB Leipzig and Eidrich Frankfurt will end up getting there. I also love RB Leipzig to to win the competition. I do think that they are worthy favourites, and I do think I do think six to five is a really good price on them to win the Europa League. As for the Champions League, I think it is a legitimate toss up. You can see from the games this season between Liverpool and Manchester City, it's very very difficult to call a winner. It's just about on the day. I think Jurgen Klopp as a big game manager, would probably be the one I lean towards. He did win the FA Cup semi-final against Manchester City, although that was against a weakened Manchester City squad. He also grinded out a, a League Cup final earlier on in the season. He's also won the Champions League with Liverpool, where they beat Tottenham 2-0 in the final. So if I want somebody to grind out a result, if I want somebody to guarantee me a trophy and manage a team into a cup final, I don't think that I would be relying on a Pep Guardiola who lost to Chelsea last season and who has lost multiple semi-finals and has a history of overthinking himself when it comes to finals. So I feel that Liverpool have to be the player. And it's it seems chalky that I feel like the two favourites to win both competitions will edge out. Obviously, I'm desperately hoping that Liverpool don't win the Champions League because I can't bear another season of them gloating about it and dealing with that and um, for me the best possible scenario as far as the Liverpool Man City conundrum goes as a Manchester United sport is for them to split everything so ideally I would like Liverpool to obviously they've already won the League Cup I would like Chelsea to turn up for the FA Cup final I would like Manchester City to to win the league and I would like Real Madrid to somehow manage to pull off the Champions League this season. But I have to bet realistically. I can't just bet with my heart. My heart would be trying to find reasons for why Real Madrid stop one of these two teams winning the competition this season. And I can't find anything other than the fact that Karim Benzema at the moment is the best player in the world. It's not Mo Salah. It's Karim Benzema. He's playing out of his skin. He's carrying the biggest football brand in the world on his back and has led them to the La Liga title, and they are in the Champions League semi-final because of him. But that's not a big enough reason, which is why ultimately your lock on the show once again is the all-English final between Manchester City and Liverpool, which is priced up at the price of 4-6 to six minus 150. That's it for me and your Champions League slash Europa League show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys, and thanks for listening.